the key to preparing our people and our business for vast economic and technological change. It's about giving power to you. Our plans for a university for industry. Putting together business and industry, our research institutions, our universities, the powers of government, to harness the new technology of the information superhighway and make available to people the latest technology. We're living today in a fast-moving world where technology constantly moves on. Tony Blair, with a pretty positive take on the information society. I'm Kath Woodward, and with me to talk about the issues relating to knowledge and knowing in the contemporary world are David Goldblatt and Margaret Kylo. David, what do you think is significant about what Blair's saying here? What's happening to knowledge in the contemporary world? Well, I think he's on to something. I mean, clearly the transformation of the technologies of information production and distribution are going to have a very significant impact on the economy, on the way we study and so on. But I think, as with a lot of politicians' speeches, it's kind of simplistic in a lot of ways. I mean, it seems to me the first thing that needs to be said about knowledge in the 21st century is that an enormous amount of knowledge is being lost. One of the kind of great stories of the 20th century is about the destruction of the global peasantry all across the world and the effective eradication of hunter-gatherer societies in the world. And as those societies are eradicated and transformed, so all the tacit practical knowledge and skills of those ways of living and livelihoods are being lost. And most significantly, an enormous number of languages are disappearing with all the kind of knowledge and culture that are embedded in those. So alongside the emergence of new knowledge, I think we need to recognise that across the world an awful lot of knowledge is being lost. But in the developed world, in the West, I think we can say there are two key issues, really. First of all, there is an increasing volume of knowledge and types of knowledge. And secondly, that there is a transformation in the way in which that knowledge is stored, produced and distributed. If we think about the question of volume, first of all, I mean, it seems pretty apparent that across the developed world there is an enormous explosion in the last 50 years in the sheer numbers of people going through higher education, the number of scientific and research institutes and laboratories, the range of courses and disciplines that exist. Um, there is also uh, a complete transformation in the kinds of technologies of knowledge storage and reproduction. I mean, we're not really limited to the book anymore and old-fashioned types of, types of printing, but of course all the new electric technologies transform how much knowledge can be stored, how it is stored, and now with the emergence of the internet and advanced telecommunications, access to that knowledge is becoming much simpler and much more widely distributed. Though for all of that, we should continue to note the kinds of inequalities that exist between countries and within countries uh, in terms of access to that knowledge and people's capacity to, to use it and interpret it. Alongside those kind of quantitative issues of volume and access, it seems to me there are important changes in the status of knowledge, the kind of social standing of different knowledge systems. First of all, there's a degree of internal implosion amongst some, some knowledge systems. In particular, I'm thinking of the natural sciences, which hitherto have had a reputation for uh, accessing the truth about the natural world in a kind of relatively unproblematic way. It seems to me that in the late 20th century and early 21st century, 
century, we have, uh, as the public, been exposed to what scientists in a way have always known, that there are profound and fundamental disagreements within the discipline. Um, and while in practical terms that is the, the very lifeblood of science, in terms of public perception of science, uh, its old claims to objectivity and simplistic truths are somewhat blown apart by the emergence and publicisation of those profound disagreements. Secondly, there are problems of external failure for certain types of knowledge system. I'm thinking in particular of the claims of conventional Western medicine, where the last 20 or 30 years are seeing a growing body of both public opinion and substantial research, which suggests that in some ways conventional medicine is the problem rather than, than the solution, rather than delivering objective, clear understanding of processes of disease and illness uh, and offering uh, unproblematic cures to those diseases, it seems that Western medicine can actually cause the problems, that it can actually be part of the problem. And therefore, the legitimacy and standing of medicine in the wider world seems to be undergoing a change. Uh, doctors uh, and the medical profession as a whole command neither the um, absolute respect or authority that perhaps they did 30 or 40 years ago. And I think that that uh, change can be applied to a number of other knowledge systems. Finally, there's the question of external challenge. And I think a number of the dominant knowledge systems uh, of the contemporary world, and again, science and medicine are good examples, um, are being faced with new knowledge systems that are either being uh, produced anew, imported from other cultures or reinvented. And I mean, I think in particular of the emergence of alternative forms of medicine and therapy, which challenge the very kind of knowledge foundations of Western medicine as to what is health, what is illness. And that diversity is challenging and problematizing um, dominant knowledge systems. In sum, the consequences of this seem to me um, fourfold. First of all, we can say across all of these knowledge systems, there appears to be a decline in trust amongst the general public in expert knowledge, be they city planners, safety experts, doctors or scientists. Secondly, we now have a politicisation of knowledge in a way that we've never had before, that there is systematic and regular contestation between different social groups, different sets of experts, between experts and the public over what knowledge is and what knowledge we accept as right and wrong. And that occurs both in the kind of formal political sphere, but also in the informal sphere of the media and everyday life. Thirdly, I think there is some evidence that this degree of uncertainty amongst dominant knowledge systems and expert knowledge contributes in part to a sense of, I suppose, existential insecurity amongst uh, the general public in the sense of, well, if you can't trust the doctors and you can't trust the scientists, who can you trust? And once trust begins to fall apart, that is contributing to a sense of insecurity and uncertainty. Finally, and I think this is where uh, Tony Blair certainly is on the right track, is that all of these new knowledges and knowledge systems continue to have a very significant material impact on the economy and everyday life. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.